It is December 16th, and this is the third episode of the Sevier County High School Hoops Report, part of the Hobnails Hoops and Hide Shatter podcast. Uh, this week, we've got a lot of games to recap. We also have an interview with Maryville College boys basketball coach Raul Placeris. And uh, we want to thank all the coaches who have continued to <clears throat> help us out with uh, stats and information about their teams. Of course, being a couple man show here we can't go to every game so the coaches have been uh, giving us some information and uh, able to help us get this to you in one platform so we want to thank those coaches every week we keep getting more and more contributions and more and more plays so we want to thank everybody and if you like the Sevier County High School Hoops Report tell your friends and uh, see if uh, they can also listen to help build this up because the more listeners we have the more we are able to bring. So let's get right into our episode with the top performances. Top performances each week go to the athletes who not really just had one good game, but performed in multiple games and they had the best averages uh, throughout the week. And we don't just look at points on these. A lot of people just you know, look at points. We look at all, all the stats that are submitted. We use the stats submitted by the coaches and the ones that we can find on the Twitter accounts. So we've actually got four girls and two boys today. Right. Starting on the girls' side, we're going to highlight two Gatlinburg-Pittman Lady Highlanders. Maddie Newman, 17 points a game this week and seven rebounds. And Leah Stinnett, 16 points a game this week. For New Lady Cougars, Jordan White only had 13 points a game. But she had 5.7 assists per game, and she had four steals per game in three games, including a 20-point performance against Jeff County. And Kinley Loveday for Sevier County averaged 15.7 points per game in three games this week. All three of those were wins by Sevier County girls. On the boys' side, Richard Bell averaged 24 points a game, including a 31-point performance against Cock County. And... Ty Glasper, once again, is on here. He averaged 29 points a game this week, 32 points against Oneida, 26 points against Seymour. So that is this week's top performances. Up next, we have our game recaps and look-aheads for the upcoming week. Going to start off with the uh, Sphere County. County Bears and Barretts. Severe County Barretts won three games this week. They beat Carnes 69 to 32. Kinley Loveday, 16 points. Aubrey Laney, 14 points and six steals. Sybil Pinland had 11 points. They beat Farragut 54 to 42. Kinley Loveday also with 12 points. Kalia Burden, 11 points, five rebounds. Sybil Pinland with 11 points. Aubrey Laney with 10 points and nine rebounds. And Jaden Sharp with 10 points and seven rebounds. A lot of contributions there. And they capped off the week on Friday with a win against Morristown East, 48 to 31. Kinley Loveday once again leading the way with 19 points, which is why she was one of our top performers of the week. Sybil Pinland also added 10 points and five rebounds. Carson Loveday. At 10 points. Also, on the boys' side, the boys finished 2-1. and one. They picked up wins against Harnes and Farragut. Uh, against Carnes, they won 71-42. to 42. Freshman Parker Newman added 29 points. And uh, against Farragut, they went 67-57. to 57. Jaden Barton with 19 points. Loss on Friday, 54-52 to 52 to Morristown East. This week, they play Monday against Northview in a county matchup at home. And then they also play home on Tuesday against Oak Ridge. So if you're looking for some early week games uh, to, to find out 
or to to go to, you can go to Sevier County and catch uh, some games on Monday and Tuesday. Let's continue on with the Gatlinburg Pittman Lady Highlanders and Highlanders on the girls' side. County matchup: they beat Seymour fifty-five to forty-seven Tuesday. And uh, they got up big at the start, and Seymour came roaring back. It was actually a lot closer than the final score indicated. They beat Oneida on Friday, 73-32. to 32. Interesting notes on this one. They shot 48% from the floor and had a season-high 20 assists, the team did. And they've got some injuries that they sustained earlier on. Uh, Nia Burns and Glasper did not play due to injuries. Glasper is set to return this week. Burns is in limbo due to the cast on her arm. Some referees will not let her play with that, so it is to be determined on when she's going to be coming back. Maddie Newman led the way this week with 17 points a game and seven rebounds a game. Leah Stennett, 16 points a game and five rebounds a game. Trinity Whaley added a few points a game, five points per game, and a lot of rebounds, six rebounds a game for her. Gatlinburg-Pittman boys. Also finished with a couple of big wins. One against Seymour, 75-30. to 30. On Tuesday, Ty Glasper with 26 points. Carlos Orr, 9 points and 7 rebounds. Wade Whaley with 8 points and 9 rebounds. Oneida was on Friday. They beat them by 41 points, 93-52. to 52. Ty Glasper with 32 and Whaley with 16. On Monday, this upcoming week, they will play Greenville away, and both teams played Greenville earlier in the year. Girls picking up a win, 66-47, and the boys picking up a win, 80-60. And then Wednesday through Friday, they are hosting the Smoky Mountain Classic in Gatlinburg and the Rocky Top facility. The boys are currently 9-2. The Gatlinburg-Pittman girls are 10-2. One thing I failed to mention, the Severe County records, girls are sitting at 10-2, and, and the boys are sitting at 8-4. Next up, we have Pigeon Forge. The girls went one and one on the week with a big win over Oakdale, 56 to 19. Michaela Stalkup had 16 points. Coral Powell with 10 points. And against Seymour on Friday, they lost 50 to 26. Michaela Stalkup also added nine points. They're actually going to be playing Tuesday through Thursday in the Loudon Christmas tournament. They are five and four on the year. The boys also one and one this week. They picked up a win against Oakdale, 60 to 57. Mikey McCarter, 18 points and 14 rebounds. Jaden Lawler, 16 points and 6 rebounds. Carson Blaylock with 10 points and 5 rebounds. And against Seymour, they lost 62-49. to 49. Jackson Barger led the way with 19 points and 13 rebounds. Pigeon Forge boys are 3-6 and six on the year. Don't have any games this week. They're going to be hosting a Christmas tournament the next week, the week after Christmas. So those games are going to be at Pigeon Forge High School and Pigeon Forge Junior High. After this advertisement, we're going to talk about the Northview Cougars and Lady Cougars and then the Seymour Eagles and Lady Eagles. Don't go anywhere. Don't forget the Sevier County High School Hoops Report is a division of the Hobnails Hoops and High Cheddar personal podcast by Emery Kane, Christian Britt, and Danny Rucker. We have over 60 episodes that we've completed in the last two years starting in october 2021 when the braves were on their world series run and continuing through now and uh, some of the topics if you want to check some of these episodes out if you want to hear our thoughts on the beginning beginner's guide to bucky's that's in the episode bucky's bryce harper and worst rules in sports if you want to hear our takes on school graduations and the numbers of them plus high school basketball summer camps that's in Camps, Slaps, and Butch Davis. Want to hear our episode with former minor league baseball player Jared Karkoff, who was also Travis Hunter's high school football coach at the time? That's in Trash Pandas, Bonds, and The Cuff. 
Want to hear about my high school softball exam I gave to my team one year? Softball, snubs, and scumbags. And those can be found on Spotify right in the same place that you can find this episode. So go back and listen to some of those uh, uh, former episodes. Lots of segments, including some drafts. Pick the mascot and tweet, retweet, and delete, and many more. So if you haven't checked us out on Spotify, check out many of our other episodes also. Picking back up with our game recaps and look-aheads, we're going to start off with Seymour Girls. Lost a close one to Gatlinburg-Pittman. We already mentioned that. Lost it on Tuesday against, uh, I guess, GP 55-47. Caden Russell, 10 points. Chloe McCoy, 10 points. And they beat Pigeon Forge on Friday. Discussed that one also. Jaden Cummings with 13 points and Chloe McCoy also with 10 points. For the week, Jaden Cummings averaging double figures, 11 points a game, four rebounds a game, and three steals per game. She is continuing to get closer and closer to her 1,000th point. Caden Russell also averaged eight and a half points a game, two rebounds, and three assists per game. And Chloe McCoy, 10 points a game, seven rebounds this game this week, but on the last two weeks, she's averaging eight and a half rebounds per game. So she is on a tear on the boards. The boys lost GP on Tuesday, 75 to 30. Cam Salages led the way with 10. And on Friday, they beat Pigeon Forge Salages with 22 and David Canterbury with 11 points. Hayes Golden added seven points and eight rebounds. Uh, this week, Fulton is a district game that is going to be away on Tuesday for Seymour. Then they're going to go to Clinton on Thursday. And then after the the Christmas break, the boys are going to be playing in the Pigeon Forge Christmas tournament while the girls are going to be heading to Daytona. And those games are going to be on the Lady Eagles YouTube channel. So if you can't make it to Daytona, check them out and they'll be playing three or four games down there in Florida. Finally, we got Northview. Northview girls, three big wins this week. One against Jeff County, 62 to 21. They've got some girls filling up the stat sheet. Jordan White, who was one of our top performers, 20 points, five assists, three steals. Cameron Brown added 15 points, five rebounds, and three steals. Cock County was later on in the week. They beat them 52 to 46. That was on Thursday. Reagan Brown added 20 points, and she was 7 of 14 from the field. Savannah Bates added 20 points, and she was even better from the field. 8 of 10 for in field goals. Jordan White, not many of the points, but she also added four assists and five steals to go along with her six points. And against Central on Friday, they beat them 88 to 56. 13 of 24 from three. Anytime a high school team is shooting over 50% in three from three in a game, you, you, you're doing something right. Reagan Brown, 20 points, eight of 11 field goals. Jordan White, 13 points, eight assists, six rebounds, and four steals. Boys' side, boys were two and one on the week. Lost early to Jeff County in a close game, 62 to 57. Richard Bell ended up with 29 points. Against Cock County on Thursday, Richard Bell added 31 points. Jalen Stoles with 16 points. And against Central, win 59-56. to 56. They were actually down 50-35 to 35 late in the game and came back to win. Aiden Boyvin with 16 points. Richard Bell with 12. Blaine Jackson with 11. They only have one game this week. That's against Sevier County away on Monday night. Boys are 8-6 and six on the year. Northview girls are 10-2. and two. And we forgot to mention the Seymour record. The girls are 6-4 and four on the Seymour Lady Eagles side, and the boys are 2-9. and nine. So that's going to be it for our game recaps. 
and look aheads. Lots, lots of basketball playing this week. And we're also got a lot of Christmas tournaments, which it looks like most of the teams are in some Christmas tournaments. We're going to recap those in the upcoming weeks. Up next, we have an interview with Maryville College men's head basketball coach, Raul Placeris. Stick around. Up next for our interview, we have Maryville College men's head basketball coach, Raul Placeris. Coach, I want to thank you for taking time out of your day to uh, do an interview for the Sphere County High School Hoops Report. We're just going to get right into the questions here. So you, even though you now coach college basketball, you did have a background in Sevier County schools. Uh, tell us a little bit about that and what brought you here and how it led to your position now. Yeah, man, I, I was incredibly fortunate um, at a really young age. Um, 23 years old, right out of college, to um, be afforded the opportunity to work within the school system. At the time, I was half the time I was the part time I was history teacher at Gallenberg Pippen High School, but I was also the translator for um, the rest of the county. And, uh, you know, the translator job became my full time job after that first year. And um, after that first year of coaching freshman and JV ball at Gallenberg Pittman, um, the gentleman that was the head coach took another position and I was named head coach by, um, at that time, Don Best was the principal up at Gallenberg Pittman. Man, you know, um, 24 years old, um, ready to rock and roll in, in high school sports. And man, took a team that that um, had not had as much success on um, the previous four or five years. And, you know, every year we got a little bit better. We went from 16 wins my first year to 18 to 22 to, I believe, 24, 25 by, by my last year. And, um, you know, one of regular season district title and we're the number two team in the state. I think my last two years there and, you know, more than anything, um, really got basketball going again in, in a county that, that really enjoyed following their, their high school team. And I think I'm really proud of, I, I sent eight, I helped eight players go on to play college basketball. And, um, you know, that, that was, you know, how I got started, um, with the Sevier County, um, school system. And, you know, a lot of it, I, I owe to Dr. Jack Parton, um, who, who used to be our, our, uh, superintendent um his daughter and i went to maryville college i played on the men's team she played on the women's team and that's how um you know that friendship started and, and that that brought me the opportunity obviously to to get to severe county so we're going to shift gears to your time here as a college coach you've been the head coach at Maryville college for i want to say this is your third year or is this your fourth year it's well, i'm going into my fifth but not full because of covid covid we only played gotcha. basically half of a year so I guess I'm at four and a half right now, um, yeah. but uh, yeah. Um, How long were you, were you an assistant before that? I was, uh, you know, the quick story on that was um, after my fourth year as a head coach at Gallenberg Pittman, my, my coach, Randy Lambert, who, who ended up retiring, coached at Maribel for 39 years, had a Hall of Fame career, went over 700 games, went to the tournament 20 plus times. Like um, he wanted me to replace him and, and told me, hey, you know, I, I got four years left. And four years turned into eight years. And uh, yeah. but man, the, the college was gracious enough and um, to honor their word um, that I would be the next head coach. And um, yeah, this, like I said, this is my 18th year overall in basketball as a coach, but 13 at the college. Um, so, um, you know, been doing this quite a while. So you may not know a little bit about this um, podcast. We just started. This is actually the third high school sports report episode that we've done, done in the last couple of weeks. So a lot of the athletes have listened to it and like have, you know, 
pretty much every week have said, or we've got some word, hey, I listen to your podcast. So a lot of these kids are listening. So as a college coach, how often do you look in this area for talent? And if you, not only this area, but like how far does your recruiting reach out on a yearly basis? Like what's what's the length of recruiting? Like where, where do you go for recruits? Yeah, you know, I, we're, we're always aware of what's going on in East Tennessee, um, whether it's Blount County, Knox County, Sevier County. Um, you know, or Upper East Tennessee, um, we know what's going on. Where are the better players? You know, I, I've recruited players from Sevier County, from from Northview. Um, you know that that come to mind here as of recent. So yeah, we we do look at every area. Um, our recruiting stretches, you know, Georgia, um, obviously Middle Tennessee, uh, North Carolina, Florida, and Alabama. So um, you know, for the most part, a three to six hour um, radius um, um, from our college. So, but yeah, definitely. We're, we're always looking to find a young man that, that obviously can, can better our program. And, and, and that doesn't, it doesn't matter if you're in a big city, little town, it doesn't matter. You know, if we can find you and you're of high character and you can add value to our program, we're definitely going to try and recruit you. So you talked about high character. What are some other things that you look for? in recruits and I'll just not not just recruits in general but when you're going to these games and you've got your eye on somebody what are some things that you're looking for and what are some things that you're hoping you don't see out of these kids yeah i mean i'll start with, with the stuff that we do want to see uh, and it goes with the pillars in our program um, there are three simple ones one is being a great a great teammate first and foremost and being a great teammate it's such a big thing right it's just not the day of game day right uh, just in the game but you know, it's, you know, how you interact with your teammates. How do you interact with your coach? How do you interact with your teachers on campus? Um, you know, when a guy comes off the floor, you know, are you standing up and shaking his hand as he comes off? Are you, you know, running to the scores table to check in the game? Is, is your jersey tucked in? Um, you know, are you playing hard? Are you diving on the floor? And there's so many things that entail a great teammate. But, you know, being a great teammate, having an incredible competitive spirit, I think is really important. Um, you know, you, you have to have passion and, and, and have the, the willingness to do whatever it takes to win a basketball game or give your team the best chance to win. And then, you know, when your time is presented, um, you know, that you produce with the time that's given. And, and a lot of times I know young players, everybody wants to play the whole game or wants to play a lot, but the reality of it is that that doesn't really happen. And especially at our level, um, it's about fulfilling a role and being a star in your role and your role may be, four minutes, but it's what you do with the minutes that are given to you. And, and to me, that's really important how you treat your parents, right. Um, after the game, um, that you're locked in with your coach and your team and you're not paying attention to someone in the crowd. Um, so, you know, there's a lot of things that entail what we're looking for in a player. And uh, I always give the example, um, which is a bit odd, but I sometimes hope that the player has the worst game they can possibly have when I come watch them because it's going to tell me a lot about how they handle adversity, um, whether they pick up two fouls or they don't shoot the ball well. What other things do they do to impact the game? So um, those are some points that we look for. And, and obviously um, the piece of how you treat others is really important to us. Do a lot of the kids that you are recruiting, do they know you're coming to the games or is it like a surprise when you get there? Oh, there's some college coaches. He's coming here to no, see me. I, you know, you, 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 you want to create a relationship with the young man and, and obviously during the week or before that week, you're going to go see him play. You, you know, you just 
sometimes they get nervous so you don't want to just show up and surprise them yeah um, so you know i always share with them that you know i'm there just to support them and they should feel no pressure um it's just you know by by the time i go sit down and watch you play i know what you're capable of doing just looking at all this the other little stuff that becomes the big stuff um when it comes to college basketball and you know it's uh for example it's not how many shots you take or how many points you're scoring but how are you getting those points because when you get to college basketball like our team we take 65 total shots well my top three guys are probably shooting anywhere between 10 to 12 shots you know let's just do simple math that's about 35 shots so i got 30 shots left for seven other guys we play a 10-man rotation well um we're not shooting a lot of shots <laughs> so you're gonna have to do a lot more right and, and i think a lot of kids um really function did i have a good game or a bad game on how many shots or how many points i scored and um, you know, 98 to 99 percent of the game is played without the ball in your hands. So um, it's the other stuff. Can you rebound? Can you have ball sureness? Can you defend? Um, you know, can you be that guy who makes the extra pass and you be in the right spot defensively? So there's so much more to the game than just scoring. A lot of kids at this age have aspirations of college basketball, but might not know what all it entails on a daily basis, not just in the off season, but even during the year. So can you talk briefly about like the daily grind and the weekly grind of college basketball, especially at the D three level? Uh, just, you know, talk about that for just a few minutes on what they, yeah. what can they can expect. I think for a high school student, first and foremost, it's becoming the best student they can possibly be. The, the better grades you get, the higher test scores you get, the more opportunity you give yourself to, to be marketable uh, for a college program. And so it starts with, being a student first. Um, next is just the work ethic that you're going to put in um, on a daily basis. Uh, the college game, it's a grind. I'll give you an example. Preseason, we're working out four days a week. You're having about two or three open gyms a week as well. And now with the new rule that they pass at our level, we get eight practices before um, the traditional October 15th. So um, you're going six days a week, about two, two and a half hours of practice. Um, you're typically having two to three classes a day. You're coming in and shooting um, with your partner. We, we partner up guys together and they come and do an individual workout for an hour, um, two to three days a week during the season. We're lifting either before or after practice. Um, you know, you got 15 to 20 minutes of film, um, typically a week, whether it's individual or with the, or with the team. Um, so it does become, it be, it's a grind and it's a job. And um, so you definitely have to be, extremely passionate about it and you're going to have to work on um, your time management skills um, because it does become really busy and you know we I haven't even talked about the academic piece or you know if you're on a special scholarship and you have to do community service hours or or tutoring or whatnot so it, it does become um, you know taxing if, if you don't balance your time correctly. What advice would you give parents who have kids that want to go to the next level and then what advice would you give athletes right now a lot of seniors are going to their last semester maybe un uncommitted want to want to do something like what what advice would you give these parents and athletes yeah i'll start with the parent piece i'm a parent myself my, my daughter plays soccer she's in eighth grade she's a pretty good little player and she's going to be going into high school next year and you know um there's days that she has aspirations of wanting to play college soccer um i think as a parent man all you can do is uh put your children in the best position possible um by by you know, putting them in a good high school program where they have a good high school coach that's not only working on their skill set and their specific sport, but also 
um, you know, just being a good role model and preparing them um, for college and life. And, and I think that's the first piece with parents and especially in our game where AAU becomes a big piece of the recruiting um, piece. And, you know, so many times you you're taking your kid here and there and everywhere. And, you know, you got to be you got to make sure that the, the people that you're surrounding your, your children with are, are positive influences that um, can really help them grow um, on and off the court. And that these programs that you're putting them in are actually playing in front of college coaches that you're not, you know, in these big AAU tournaments, you know, there's sometimes 15 to 20 courts. You know that. Right. And, you know, are you playing in the first four or five courts that are actually being watched by college coaches or are you in the back? Jim, you know, in room eight, you know, Jim 18, 19, and 20, there's no one there. So you, you got to be very specific on what programs you're putting your children in. And, and then for a high school senior or or any young man or woman who, who is looking to to play college sports, you got to focus on what's right in front of you. Um, you know, you got to you got to produce. You, you got to show that the attributes that you bring to the table as an athlete lead to winning at whatever sport that is. Um, that's what coaches are looking for. It's, it's a collection of people, a collection of talent that you can, that the attributes come together and, and, and form a group, a team that, that can obviously um, put a good product on the floor and win. Um, so, you know, it's just taking it day by day, taking care of the classroom, being a great teammate, like I talked about today, showing when these coaches come to see you that you have incredible competitive spirit and that you're going to produce um, in whatever sport that is, um, that that production um, can be seen and can be translated into our into our level or the next level. So um, to me, it's just the consistency of their work day in and day out, um, not just in games, but in practice and in the classroom. Um, so. Coach Placeres, I appreciate you taking the time uh, out of your busy schedule to come on this podcast. It's greatly appreciated by me, and uh, I appreciate you you doing that. And uh, your next home game, I was actually looking this up while you were talking. I wasn't just looking away. It's like January 9th is your next home game. Is that correct? Yeah, man. We've been uh, we've actually we've played 10 games so far. We're on an eight-game winning streak, and nine of those 10 games have been on the road. So, you know, I'm looking forward to, to getting home, and we've only played one home game so far this early season. But yeah, man, I encourage any parent, um, any potential student athlete that is interested or just wants information, you know, you can reach out to me um, at any point. But, but I think it's important, um, you know, um, that kids today um, listen to the right choices so they can make the right choices. So you got to surround yourself with good people and, and you know, and, and creating good habits. I think the good ones are the most powerful and the most needed. And they're hard to create and difficult to break. So it's important to create um, great habits on and off the floor. There's a direct correlation between classroom success and on the court performance. And I think that's where, where it all starts. So if you want to catch Coach Placeris' Maryville men's basketball team, catch them next time at home, January 9th. Coach, appreciate you coming on. That's going to be all for the interview section. Next up is our thought of the week. Thought of the week this week is for the athletes, and I'm going to start with kind of a general principle. How you do anything is how you do everything, and by that, what I mean is a lot of times if you're not getting the playing time that you think you deserve, you could you could do one of two things. You could pout, 
about it and you can sit on the bench and you can not talk to your teammates or you can work harder and you can find other ways to contribute for your team. But that how you handle those situations now in high school can be a factor in how you handle things in life. If things don't go your way, what's going to be your mentality? Are you going to find alternate solutions and try to do better or are you going to blame somebody else? And, uh, you know, a lot of, I see this a lot of time. I always preach my teams uh, when we were running drills. I used to get so mad if they didn't run all the way to the, the line. If we had to touch the other baseline, if they would be a foot short. And I would always say, if you can't go the 100% of the court, how can I trust you to go 100% all the time? So how you do anything is how you typically do everything. So use these experiences in high school. and get better from them and don't try to find somebody to blame, but you can try to better yourself and see what you need to do in order to succeed in sports and in life. And that's going to be the end of our third episode of the Sevier County Hoops Report. Uh, there's no personal episode this week, so sit back and enjoy this one. And we got some Christmas tournaments that we're going to be recapping here in the next couple of weeks as the teams head into the break. We appreciate you guys listening, and we'll see you next time.